What up, Long Beach? We are coming to you live via tape delay from Lakewood High School where the Lancers are going back to the semifinal. For the first time since 2009, I am JJ Fiddler. Obviously, you can find all the build-up coverage at the562.org. I'm solo today, coming out, watching some practice. We we're just putting up our winter preview, so you make sure you check out those two. But uh, thrilled to be joined by a guy who played in the game the last time the Lakewood Lancers were in a CIF football semifinal. It's head coach Justin Adupo. Coach, how are you? How's everything going? How you feeling? Also, congratulations. Appreciate you, JJ. Well, I'm excited, excited for our team, excited for the players. They've worked so hard for this moment. And, you know, when I read that thing about this is the first time since 2009, I was like, man, I'm getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the date, like, man, I played in 2009. I'm getting, yeah, so... Uh, excited, man. Well, before we talk about this year, let's talk about that time, that 2009 time here at Lakewood. Coach Thad McNeil building a program, you being a huge part of that Red Swarm defense. What do you remember about those teams, that team in specific uh, in 2009 when you guys went back to the semifinal for the second year in a row? That 2009 team was special. We played together through adversity. At the beginning of the season, we were hit with some bad news. And we just found a way to win football games by by staying together. And, and I see so much of that 09 team in this team because we've had to overcome adversity early on in the school year, in the season. And the way they've been able to to take it all in and move forward as one, um, it's it's exciting to see as their coach. Do you take anything from Coach McNeil when you were here? Like, do you, do you remember stuff that he did that you are now doing here? What I love most about my time here under Coach Thad McNeil was the family atmosphere. He brought his kids to practice. His wife was here. He really made it feel, feel like a family um, uh, anytime we were on campus. And so I try to do that now with our Lakewood football community. We try to invite alumni. We open up practice to all of our coaches, family members, even the, the players' parents. They can be up in the stands. And my kids are here at the end of every practice. And a lot of that is because of what I saw with Coach McNeil. And when you when you make it a family atmosphere, guys start playing harder for one another because they're, they're looking out for their brothers and they want to make sure they're protecting and doing their best to uh, for, for the guy next to them. Yeah, you talked about it. If I told you four months ago you guys would be in a semifinal, you know what I mean? What, what would that road look like to you? I mean, was it one of those situations where you're like, okay, maybe we will figure it out, but it's definitely not going to be today? Yes, we knew this was you know a marathon, not a sprint. We're enjoying the process, taking it one day at a time, one one game at a time. And I think the focus that you know it starts from our coaching staff uh, and and passing it down to our players and really just keeping them locked in on uh, what what's at hand with the goals we're trying to accomplish. Just in the weight room before we get out onto the field in the classroom, and then the week to week opponent and the break. The breakdown of them and, and executing our game plan, they've done a tremendous job, and I, I couldn't be more proud of this group. Defensively, we've written stories about it. The Red Swarm is back. You guys look so great. Do you guys have like a meeting or a come to Jesus or something? Like where you just talked about what you really needed from that unit? Because they look unrecognizable, much like the offense, but unrecognizable compared to the team that, you know, played Peninsula or whatever. Hats off to our defense coordinator, uh, Coach Vince. He wanted to bring back the black jerseys that were handed out to the leaders of the defense when we played back in 08 and 09. And once we started doing that, you started to see the leadership start to uh, come out in some of our guys on the defensive side of the football. 
And then it was after the Milliken game where Coach Vince, I mean, it was the bye week after that. So he had that group running. And I think they didn't want to run anymore. And so ever since then, they just they, they flipped the switch. And guys that didn't step up until after that uh, bye week, like Montreux and EJ Baltazar, it just seemed like uh, it was they came out of nowhere. And uh, what Coach Vince has done a great job rallying that unit and getting them to play hard for one another. And when you have someone like Tyree McCallan in the middle of all of that, uh, breaking school records, it becomes contagious and everybody wants to get in on the action. Offensively, you know, everybody knows you guys had to replace an offensive coordinator. That's got to be so tough for the kids, first of all, to have basically have a new teacher. You know what I mean? Can you imagine going to class for a little bit and then all of a sudden you've got a new teacher? That changes everything. Um, but, it, you know, it kind of took a little bit of time for them to adjust. And once they did... This is the best version of Lakewood offense I've seen in a long time, right? It's balanced, but it's based on a really strong running attack with a guy like Caleb Foster. How did you guys as a coaching staff handle that, you know, tumultuous situation? We've done a great job as a staff, even just within games, of having a short-term memory and being able to move on. We know things are going to happen. We're going to get hit with adversity. Guys are going to make mistakes. But we, we don't dwell on any of that. We're, we always want to move forward because it's all about that next play. That's the most important thing is, is your next move and your next play. And so we've done a great job of just being able to move forward. Yeah, moving forward into this week, you're now taking on Rancho Verde after beating Redondo Union in the quarterfinals. What do you know about Rancho Verde? That's actually out there where I played my high school football. Uh, played Rancho Verde a couple times, actually. So what do you know about them? Uh, do you know any coaches or have any connections to that school? Uh, I don't have any connections to that school, but the, uh, their coach is brothers to the Orange Vista head coach. Oh, really? Well-coached team. They're very athletic. This is going to be one of the top running backs we've seen since uh, the Jordan game. And uh, if we can continue to swarm to the football on defense and continue to be balanced on offense and lean on our run game to help open up the pass, I think we'll be just fine. Did you see a real gap or a real difference in some of these teams you're playing in the playoffs compared to the teams you play in the Moore League, Poly, Milliken, Jordan? Do, uh, you know, a Hemet, a Redondo Union, a Rancho Verde, how do they compare to the Moore League? The Moore League is tough. Uh, and the reason we are where we're at now is because of the teams we face in the Moore League. The, the, the speed in the Moore League is is unlike any other league that I've, I've seen. And um, it definitely prepared us to play Hemet and Redondo. Hemet was more run and Redondo was more pass. And in the Moore League, you're going to see teams that are heavy run and teams that like to air the ball out. And so um, we're just fortunate to have those opponents in the Moore League that are, that are going to continue to help us in the postseason. Yeah, it does kind of help you guys. It's, it's so interesting how the different um, divisions – kind of break out into areas. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different teams from different areas who kind of end up in the same division. You seem to have to, you know, move out. You're going to have to travel like two hours to go to this Rancho Verde game. What do you remember about being on the bus for playoff games? What's the key to being good on the road in the postseason? We talk about being road warriors and staying together on the road. Um, and I remember having to go on the road and playing in those tough environments and really, we, we're going to lean on each other. But more importantly, our band, our cheer and drill teams are making the trip. All of our families, they travel to our last game. 
And so they don't know how important that is for our players to see that support and hear them right behind them. And that's going to be the difference is staying together as, as players and coaches and as a football team, but being able to have that support behind us in the stands is going to be huge for us in, in, on the road. When you were playing in a game like this, like a semifinal, can you hear the crowd? Are, are, you, are your uh, mechanisms engaged so much that you just like everything else is fuzzy and the only thing focused is the guy with the football? Or are you completely aware of the situation? You're completely aware of the situation. But you can definitely hear what's going on. And when, it's ex- and when there's a lot of energy and, and juice in the stands, you can feel it. And, uh, you know, that's why home games in the playoffs are so important because I truly believe home field adva- advantage is real. And so, uh, yeah, we just got to continue to keep that focus and, and also lean on, on our sidelines and our, our, our support in the stands too. Speaking of a home game, have you even told the kids that if you were to win this week, you would host a championship game here at Lakewood High School? Oh, yes, we told them. We're at the point of the year where now you can start talking about championships. At the beginning of the year, we were one game at a time, but this is the game to get you a, a chance to play for a championship on your home field. And if you're a senior, your last football game could potentially be playing for a championship here at home. Uh, that's all the motivation this group needs, and we're excited to see them. I know they're fired up. We're fired up, and we just can't wait for Friday. All right, we're going to bring a couple players in now. First up, senior wide receiver Ellis Gibson, friend of the pod. You, you listen yes. to the podcast, bro? Yes, 100%. I've listened to the last two podcasts about the playoffs and Milliken and us winning, so I really enjoy them. Awesome. Do you listen to other podcasts too, or is it just, just the 562? Really just 562. <laughs> my guy, my guy. Uh, so, wow. What a season. You guys find yourself in the semifinal right now. What has this year been like for you? Um, honestly... Transferring here from Bosco, I had to miss the first three games, so that was really a bummer. But being able to come back week four against Mayfair, although we lost, we really started to find our identity during the season and establishing a run and also opening up the pass with Braden, being able to throw the ball out to us. Um, I really think this season has been great for us, honestly. Uh, last year, I know that they were 3-7, and seven, but we really turned it around with being 5-5 five and five and making it to the playoffs and being the last team in the more league standing in the playoffs. You guys had to change coaches, which I'm just talking to uh, Coach Tupo about. You know, that's like being in a class and then your teacher just changes. Like, that changes everything. How were you guys able to adjust to that and then actually end up thriving? Um, honestly, it's like what you said. A, teach- a new teacher just came in. They're going to teach the same stuff. There's going to be some new things that they like and some new things that they're going to throw away from the last teacher. But honestly, when Coach Z came in, I know Coach Lamp left. But Coach Z really just came in and stepped up and really called the right plays for us, and we've been thriving since. Yeah, what do you like about the way Coach Z calls the game? Um, honestly, I don't even know. He just, he just calls the right stuff. When you watch it on film, it's like, dang, that was a really great call. And so I think he's just able to read the field really well. And although sometimes he takes a little bit to call to play, he makes sure it's the right call. Well, what game do you think kind of changed the trajectory of your guys' season? What, what game do you think back to where you were like, that's when we flipped that switch you're talking about? Honestly, probably Polly, if I'm going to be honest. Really? I think, like, although all the teams in Morley got shut out, and, like, I guess I was the one to score all Morley, um, really just being able to move the ball on them as them being, like, a top 25 team in the nation. Yeah. Um, I really think that that was where we started to realize, like, yeah, hey, like, we could really do this and start moving the ball on teams, and that's what we've been doing. Awesome. Do you, do you feel the difference on the field during the playoffs, during the postseason? Does it feel different out there? It feels completely different. Um, I guess a lot of people on the team would say the same thing, as it's my first time ever in the playoffs. 
So the atmosphere is completely different. You have to play with the winner go home mentality that a lot of people have already turned their stuff in. And we're lucky to be able to keep playing and keep thriving and win. What do you think the key to victory was at Redondo Union? Because you guys played really well offensively against an offense that put up some pretty good numbers out there. Um, honestly, when it was 7-7 seven, seven at halftime, no one was really sad or anything, putting their head down. It was really just like, hey, we've been moving the ball since the first drive. It was just we were beating ourselves up with fumbling the ball and not getting those third-down conversions. Mm-hmm. But I really think just being able to run the ball on this team and receivers being able to block on the outside. And also, on the first play of the game, we had like a 40-yard throw to JT, and then we're getting the ball out to me and to Kim and Malachi and Ethan, just being able to be playmakers and catch the ball and be great. Is there a buzz on campus right now? It's been a long time since any sports team at Lakewood got into a semifinal. Man, it really is, to be honest. You know, some people are like, you guys are going to win? You guys are going to win? I say, yeah, we're going to win. We're very confident in what we can do. And honestly, first year being at Lakewood, I think it's really cool that if we win this Friday, first championship game in the new stadium is going to be at home. Everyone in the city is going to be there, and that's just going to be a really cool environment to be in. So, what, so what's the key to victory uh, at Rancho Verde? It's going to be a long road trip. Man, just staying focused on the trip is really a business trip. Staying locked in, remembering our assignment, executing, not beating ourselves up on the field, um, holding the rock, catching the ball, running the ball hard. I think we're going to win. We are now joined by senior defensive lineman Rakeem Moore. I uh, actually got a chance to talk to you early on in the season to do a feature. Now that's got to feel like a lifetime away. Like It's, it's got to feel like you guys are a completely different football team from when we first talked. Does it, does it feel like that? Yeah, it does. Yeah? yeah? Why do you think you guys were able to turn it around? Um, I just think, like, us starting from November, all of the work we put in, you know, the season started off, like, kind of rocky. Um, and, like, like just, not in that, just not letting that work go to waste. So, like, uh, you know, um, this is the first time us being back in the semis since – 2009, I want to say, yep. uh, just like it means a lot to the team and we want to keep going. Yeah. Is there something that happened this year that kind of I was just talking to uh, Gibson about it that kind of flipped a switch? Can you think of a moment during this season where you were like, and that's the moment we moved in a new direction because it didn't look like it was going in the right direction for a while? Things like a lot of things were good that happened in the Cabrillo game, but like the Jordan game, that was really like the game, like turned like the, the flip was switched mm-hmm. and like, okay, this is the direction we need to start heading in. Yeah, and that's against a, a really good team with some really good skill guys, specifically defensively. Is that kind of like a confidence thing? Do you think you guys got confidence from those games? I do. I do think it, it gave us a sense of confidence. Yeah. Confidence. Uh, you guys on the front line, you and Noah and everybody down there, you guys have really, really played well this year. Did you see this coming, or was this surprising to you as well? Um, like I said, all of the work we put in, like uh, every rep, every every snap, uh, this was on my mind. So, like, I, it's, I'm not surprised that we're here. All right, awesome. Um, talk a little bit about Coach Otupo and the rest of this coaching staff. You know, like, like I said, those guys played in a game like this. You know what I mean? Him and Coach Vince played in a game like this. So what have they been teaching you, or what have you gotten from them teaching you during the season? Um... Going back to me saying, like, uh, we had a rocky start to the season. Uh, they've always taught us to, like, face an adversity. You got to be able to, like, you know, stick to what you know. And um, you got to fight through it. And uh, I feel like that really helped us a lot because, like, we are where we are today because of them. Like, in the mindset that they um, – the mindset that they, like, instilled in us. Yeah. And I just feel like it was a big help. Awesome. So – 
You're a defensive lineman. Well, I think a lot of people, when they watch the game, they're not exactly watching the trenches, right? So when you're watching film, how are you breaking down your opponent? Are you watching for tendencies? Are you watching for keys? Like, what's your film breakdown like as a defensive lineman? Uh, my film breakdown, I would say it's like, uh, like you said, tendencies. I would look for tendencies. If I can't find tendencies, I would see, like, it's, am I stronger than him? Am I weaker than him? Uh, nine times out of ten, I would be stronger than him. Like, not to be. Like, yeah, I got yeah. you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just looking for that. Uh, is he leaning? Is he, like, how, like, if I could tell when he pulling, is he pass, if he pass, uh, blocking, mm-hmm. run blocking, stuff like that. Okay, so if you're reading that, is it just based on one player? Are you kind of watching the entire offensive line unit as something you might have to face? Um, my first time through watching another team's film would be uh, looking at the player I'm going to be going against, mm-hmm. and then, like, I start to, like, overlook the rest of the O-line because, right. you know, like, I move around on the D-line, so I have to learn every spot. Okay, cool. Uh, not to give anything away, but what do you think is the key to victory for you and the defensive line against Rancho Verde this week? Probably going up against one of the best running backs you've seen since that Jordan game you mentioned. Um, a big key is, uh, like, um, in the Jordan game um, – like shutting down key players, uh, they have a big O line. So like getting physical, staying physical in the mm-hmm. trenches, um, controlling our gaps, being able to flow, stuff like that. Getting a good punch off the line, those are keys that are gonna help us win this game. It, I asked the uh, Gibson this as well. Is there like a buzz on campus? Do you guys like feel that other people are paying attention right now because you guys got to the semifinal? Because I know a while ago nobody really was caring about the football team. Uh yeah, uh, when the when the flip switch, it was. Uh, it was big because everybody on campus started to like to see what we were doing and like the accomplishments that we were uh, starting to achieve and stuff. So um, like like Mr. Kunkel, uh, he come he came into class. He was like, uh, "Let's give a, a hand to the uh, the football team because like this hasn't happened in a long time. This is big." So I just feel I'm starting to feel the love more and more on campus. Next up is Abe Sanchez, senior offensive lineman, an offensive line that has done so well in the last few weeks, man. What, what's been the key to this turnaround this season for you guys? Uh, we had a slow start, I would say, but we really locked in, and we noticed that it started like my last year, and I appreciate my teammates that want to keep it going for us, us seniors, since especially there's a lot of us on the team, and we noticed that we have so much potential and so much left in the box that we just turned it up one day and just got right to it. Yeah, it's got to feel weird to come into a season with pretty high expectations. I mean, you guys, you know, you, you thought you'd be pretty good. Mm. And then it didn't, wasn't working out. How did you maintain the, you know, trust the process and all those other cliches? Like, how did you stay the course? We just got to work, you know. It was hard work. It was hard work. It was very hard work. Um, you know, not really being an experienced O-line, mm-hmm. right? Not having a... That much experience, I guess, as other teams. Yeah. But when it came to learning and focusing, we got the job done. And yeah, yeah, and it's got to be nice when you have uh, running backs like a Caleb Foster and mm-hmm. a Zion Smith who can really bust something at any point. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if it doesn't look like the play is going to be successful, they can make something out of it. Does that also kind of give you guys a little bit of confidence up front? Oh, yeah. I mean, Caleb and Zion, even Caden, they're some great runners. They read the pockets very, very well. Even when it comes to pass pro, like – you could trust on those guys to pick up any size, you know, if it gets past us, which it won't. But, you know, <laughs> they're always there for us. Yeah, we'll be there for them. Um, so you uh, watched some film on Rancho Verde. What do you uh, see? What do you think? I see some big guys, you yeah. know. But it's nothing new. We've gone up against big, bad, you know, D linemen. Uh, we have a common opponent, opponent Orange Vista. Um, 
but yeah, it's nothing out of the ordinary. It's something that we look forward to. But it's also going to be a long road trip, almost two hours to get out there. Not a lot of teams have that experience of traveling for two hours to go play a football game, especially one that's important. Mm-hmm. So what do you think you're going to have to do on Friday to make sure that you're ready to go in the whistle blow? Have the earbuds in <laughs> and just enjoy the ride, enjoy the sceneries, and just stay mentally locked in for the for this big game to come. You it's, know? it's more of a mental thing? It's, a, it's really a mental thing. Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, spoiler alert, the scenery in the IE, not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah, it's not, <laughs> not going to be awesome, so maybe uh, maybe close your eyes a little bit. Uh, but on the earbuds, what do you like to listen to pregame? Uh, I just like to mellow out. Yeah. I normally keep it nice, cool, calm, collected. Give me, give me some bands or some artists. Who do you think? Pink Floyd. Really? I, def- I definitely listen to Pink Floyd. Any his specific album? Uh, I, I think another one, The Brick. Yeah, another brick in the another wall. Another brick in the wall. There yeah, you go. Okay, but more okay. specifically, I listen to Time, the song Time. Yeah. It just sets me in the mood. Interesting. And then, right. Wait, is your dad super into music like no, that? Just that it, just, it, just, it just all came from me. I just okay. researching music and just got into it. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Anything else you do pregame that, uh, that gets you ready? Uh, I send out a, a prayer to my grandpa. Uh, I recently lost him. Oh, I'm sorry. And uh, no, it's not good. Um, and I just dedicate everything to him. You know, he always wanted the best for me. Yeah. And it's, it's something, like, I'm still going through. But uh, whenever, you know, the last 10 minutes come by, quick prayer and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, what, what's his name? His name is Ramon Salazar, I think it was. Armendariz. Ramon Armendariz. And, uh, you know, I love my grandpa. And even though he's not with me anymore, I, uh, I'm going to make him proud, you know. That's beautiful. Have you had family be able to come out to these games? Can, can you feel the crowd when it's when it's into it, when it's big? Yeah, last last week against uh, Redondo Union, I really felt my family out there. Um, they really supported me, and I felt the whole the whole stance really be on our side of that game. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it happen, especially since it's going to be such a far drive for most families. Just seeing you know our Lakewood um, fan base still active. Speaking of Lakewood fan base being active, it's got to motivate you even more to know that if you win this game on Friday night, you could host a championship game on campus, which is just absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. What does that feel like? Does it feel like more pressure or does it feel like more motivation? It feels like more motivation. I'm, I'm ready for my boys to step up and we just make our grand entrance and get to it with the championship. You know, something we've been wanting for a long time. Being a senior, I went through the ups and downs, a lot of downs throughout the years, and this is the year to do it. Absolutely. How? How has this happened? What do you think the coaching staff and specifically Coach Utupo has done here to be able to make that possible where, yeah, you guys have had a lot of ups and downs, but here you are right now. How did you get here? Uh, Coach Utupo really motivated us to have trust and count on each other. And that's been our motto, count on us. And uh, I really believe in that because I can turn around and face my brothers and trust them with anything. So you're traveling out there. It's a huge game. Who are you thinking is going to be the funniest on the drive home after you guys win? <laughs> <laughs> on the drive home? Well, definitely Ethan Sharp. Okay. He, uh, he got us in trouble last week, actually. <laughs> uh, Monday was a tough day for us. <laughs> it was too much going on on the bus, but I'm sure we're going to have our funny moments, but just learn how to settle down now. Awesome. Well, go get it, man. Yeah, thank you. All right, we got one more senior safety, Jace Casillas, part of this Red Swarm defense that's been so good in the second half of the year. I've asked other guys the same question. I'll ask you the same thing. How, Sway? How, how did this happen? How did you guys flip the switch and turn this thing around, specifically on D? 
Uh, it took some time for us to come together as a team and uh, just work towards our goal, really. Yeah, when you come together as a team like that, is that like off the field stuff? Is that outside of practice? Uh, yeah, we, we hang out, yeah, as a team. Uh, it's like a family, really. And then when you actually do get to practice, you guys, you guys practice pretty hard. Like, it's intense out there. Do you like it? Do you like the style of practice? Oh, yeah. The, the environment is really fun. And what did Coach uh, Vince really do that kind of got that Red Swarm mentality back going here? A lot of conditioning. A lot of conditioning? Yeah, a lot of conditioning. Yeah, yeah tell, tell me about this week after, what was it, the Milliken game? After the yeah. Milliken game, you guys had a bye week, and apparently you guys just started running and didn't stop for a while. What was that like? It was, it was not fun. It was not fun. <laughs> So was it punishment? Uh, no, not at all. It was more like just motivation. Yeah, that's all. Just to kind of keep going and push through the season? Yeah. Give me some of the other guys on defense that you thought has really stepped up this year. Uh, my other safety, Anthony Winston, mm-hmm. uh, Avon Apu, uh, our corner. He's good. The freshman? Yeah, the freshman, yeah. Yeah, that's got to be surprising to see a freshman come in and play like that. Yeah. Especially uh, last week, you guys kind of got tested at that Redondo mm-hmm. Union game because they wanted to throw the ball a lot. Yeah. Why do you think you were so successful there? Uh, definitely our corners. Our corners were holding it down the whole game. And uh, just our D-line was getting in the backfield every, like, every other drive. It would have been really easy for you guys early in the season to just be like, oh, well, you know, whatever. We tried. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But that didn't seem to be the attitude of this team and specifically the attitude of this coaching staff. Yeah. Why do you think the coaching staff has been successful in turning this thing around? Because uh, they know what we're they know what we're about they know what we're made of. All right, that's it from here at Lakewood. Getting ready for that Friday semifinal at Rancho Verde. As I said, it is a long drive out there to the IE. So if you can't make it there, make it to the 562.org where we're going to have live score updates and some video action coming at you during the game, so you can keep up with the Lancers as they try to win and host a championship game at John Ford Stadium next week. Wild stuff. Stick with the 562.org for all of your local sports coverage. We'll see you soon in the stands, Long Beach. Take care.